right, hello everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Bar with Judy Rice. My name is Sam, and I'm here with Judy, and this is our 10th episode. Can you believe it? 10th episode. Hi, everybody. Glad to have you here with us. We decided that it might be very important to talk a little bit about um, audition tips, especially this day and age in the in the age of Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, at the University of Michigan, we just completed our first audition day this past Friday, and I need to congratulate all of the auditionees because I think that they did, they did a really great job. And um, I think honestly, there are a lot of positives that are going to come out of this. That I, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking that you know going forward that we're still going to end up keeping some of the positive things that we learned from this auditioning process on over zoom yeah, um, absolutely and you're totally right i just saw my first um i was looking at a message board for orchestral auditions and i saw my first one that said the first two rounds are going to be conducted solely virtually you send in a tape and then you do a zoom one and then the only the final round is live which i think is kind of a great idea because there is such a financial barrier to taking auditions especially like if you want to do international auditions or traveling far away you know plane tickets are expensive and it's so much more makes so much more sense to be able to just do this the first two rounds virtually and then just you know spend your money when you're close to the prize but sam this is exactly what i've been telling my students all fall is that when the pandemic is over zoom is not going to go away and what i've said is the first round of auditions is going to happen over zoom mm -hmm. I i've been predicting that i've i've been predicting that since september and it is absolutely true because you're right, because of financial reasons on all ends, on mm -hmm. the people that are producing the show, but also on the people that need to get to the audition, right? I mean, our audition numbers are up, which is super great at Michigan. And I think it has a lot to do with that, that single fact. Mm -hmm. People aren't playing for, paying for plane tickets. They're not paying for hotel rooms. Why not? Why not pay the application fee and audition and, or submit your application? So I think that there, there are some things that we're going to take away from this. Now, here's the thing, though. In the, I'm a part of the pre-screening committee, which is when uh, potential students submit their materials in order to be invited to audition. You, you've got to be the one that stands out. You've got to stand out in a way that we pick you to be the one that does then get to do the audition, right? And I think that, that you need to take into consideration things maybe that you didn't take into consideration before, but you know, you've got to really make sure that you've got a good situation where you're auditioning, how far is the camera, make sure that the camera's not settled, you know, 1400 miles away from your, your solo, which we've seen mm -hmm. and, and you can't see anything. And when you can't see anything as somebody has to, who has to look through all of these pre-screening videos and depending on your school and depending on your department, I mean, there could be, hundreds or thousands of them you've got to pop mm -hmm. and i think that's the most important thing is you've got to figure out how is it that you're going to pop you know my advice is wear the outfit that you feel the best in because if you wear an outfit that you feel really good in you're going to already have confidence going forward you're already that's already going to put you a bit of ahead of the group um be careful with your your how far away the camera is. If the camera, like I said, is 4,000 feet away, 
we can't see you, mm, you know, within the first 10 seconds, we're already going to lose interest. You want to make sure that you capture our eye and show us that you're special. That's how you get an invite. Yeah. And even kind of basic stuff too, like lighting, make sure that you're well lit, you know, if, especially if you're dancing and you need to, the judges need to see your face. If you're smiling, if you're serious, like make sure that you have good lighting. I mean, you know, and if you don't know how to do that, then Sam is the one to ask questions from us because I said to him, one of the things I hate about Zoom is that I have to see myself. And he's like, well, there's a way that we can make it so that you look better. I'm like, really? And he did. He walked me through some steps. And now I don't get, you know, I'm, I don't leave a Zoom meeting crying anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that great. There's that great feature on Zoom where you can touch up your appearance in the video settings, but also- it, a ring, And a it works. Light, yeah, a ring light helps a lot when you're just on in a Zoom meeting, you know, it just buffs everything out. But yeah, if you can swing it, you know, a ring light on Amazon is what, like $20, $30? I know like people don't have a lot of money to spend right now. It's a lot to ask, but you know, I have a just a cheap ring light for being on Zoom, but it's great if I like am recording a performance, like you just have it just out of the frame and it, automatically adds another layer to your visual like appearance is that what you have on right now uh yeah uh it works it's too bad it's too bad our listeners can't see you right now you look great although i have to tell you i'm kind of semi in the dark right now but i'm I'm not angry with the way i look which normally i would get off a zoom meeting and i'm like Ugh, i can't wait to get my hair cut i can't wait to get my makeup done i can't wait to <laughs> And so what types of things, like, so when we do go back to being in person for all this stuff after COVID is over, what are some tips that you have for students um, auditioning to school for the first time and then maybe even auditioning for a job? Um, any tips that you kind of live by? Well, you know, I've always talked about, you know, you, you, you need to make sure that you put yourself forward and that you make yourself seen. You know, I've talked to the senior ballroom in a convention. And I've, I've said, how many of you feel like you never get the part in your studio? You can't believe how many hands go in the air. And I say, well, you know what? That's your fault. It, I mean, sometimes it is and it isn't. I mean, that's, that's a bit harsh, but I mean, cause I know certainly in my certain circumstance, it was pretty much designated who was going to get the part and none of us had a fighting chance, but, and so, you know, that happens. I think that's called politics. But, um, you know, <laughs> the other thing is, um, you know, you have to put yourself forward. Like, I always managed to get seen by a guest teacher simply because I was in that politics. And, you know, I was never the swan queen or, you know, the lead in the ballet. I was always the, the secondary part or the virtuoso part. And I, I was really frustrated being caught in that particular category that mm -hmm. I couldn't break out of that. And so when a guest teacher came, I, I don't know, it, I felt like it was my opportunity to be seen and maybe to be the one that they saw instead of the secondary or third or fourth, fourth one. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just put my energy forward and was tuned in and listening and focused and, and it seemed to work really like I, I got a lot out of guest teachers and they were really, really good to me because I, I basically said, okay, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to not be told no, to be seen and to be the one. So I think that's kind of what you have to do that 
you have to put yourself forward. The other thing too, when I'm going to go into a really funny story right now. Um, when the audition for American Ballet Comedy came up, which that's the company that I danced for, um, that I did the Tonight Show with, that ended up being called Funny Feet. Um, the audition came up for them and and there was an ad in backstage. That's that's how, how long ago it was. You had to look at a newspaper to find out when the auditions were. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it said, women five, six and over only. Well, many of you don't know me, but I'm not anywhere near five, six, but I knew it was my job. And so I went to the audition anyway. And I literally just walked in and in my head, I was saying, I'm five, six, mm -hmm. I'm five, six. Like I believed it in my, and I, I presented myself large, which I think I might do anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I was gonna say a piece of my like advice is there's nothing wrong with a little delusion. You know, you do kind of have to believe that every audition that you walk into that it's it's yours. It's to your job. To. Yeah. 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 I you know and but that's a double edged sword too because I think I kind of have a problem with I put all my energy into everything. You know, I can't kind of, I have a hard time kind of rationing my energy so if I go for an audition it's like that's all I think about it's all I'm consumed with and it's like it's mine it's mine it's mine and you know a lot of times that's paid off for me but then when you don't get it the letdown is sometimes a lot worse so it's I believe I believe you are yeah you are correct the let so you need to have your support team ready mm -hmm. for when the letdown if you know if you don't get the gig you yeah. know I think so but I I went into this audition and saying to myself, I'm, I, I am five, six. And the, the director kept walking around to shorter girls and he'd look at them. Are you five, six? And they'd shake their head. No. And he would just point to the door. And I literally, as he was doing that, I literally was sort of pacing and saying, he's not going to ask you. He's not going to ask you because I am five, six. I am five, six. And you guys, I got the gig. I got the gig. And the thing is, you know, I think he knew darn well I wasn't five six, but you just have to make yourself better. You have to listen. You have to listen to what they want. You have to make the changes that you want. You have to show that you are coachable, that you are valuable. That was, you know, the lesson that Mr. Joffrey taught me when he walked by me and said, make yourself valuable. You know, um, I think you just have it's it's about popping. You've got to figure out. And and the other thing is, what exactly is the job? What's What's the job that is at hand and how is it that you can be an asset to that out of anybody else that's in that room or out of anybody else that's in that Zoom call? Mm -hmm. And there's definitely a thing too, you know, you know, I took acting for the camera classes. There, there's a definite way that you can present yourself with the camera and, you know, for those of you in a studio that only have, you know, a computer or you have, you know, I mean, you have to, you have to make sure that you practice, practice it mm -hmm. and then look at it and look at it with your teacher and say, oh, well, that didn't work. That I don't see that. Well, shoot, you know, that didn't look good from that angle. Let's do, let's shoot this from this angle or let's put it high above. Yeah. And everything like that is so subjective. And especially when you are you know, doing recordings and you're taping yourself to submit footage of yourself. 
watch every single take all the way through because sometimes takes that you think are really good you know it could just be situational you could have been having a great time on the stage or on the floor and then you go back and watch and you're like what was i doing like don't it's important to trust your gut but to also not trust your gut in situations like this when you have the opportunity to rewatch yourself and you know constantly be recording yourself constantly be watching it and you know also bring your friends in too if you have somebody that's really close or what I like to do is if I have somebody who's like my biggest competition, if I have an audition coming up, I will like play for them. And it's like, hey, can we get together? Can we play for each other? Because that is like more stressful than any audition is going to be. Like I have a really good friend of mine. We both play viola. We're both like taking auditions for the same thing. And then, you know, my biggest fear is like, you know, playing for him. But it's like you have to make it almost harder for yourself before the actual audition so then when you walk in there, it's like, oh, I've already done all the hard stuff before I even got here. Yeah. You know, when I started the fall semester with my students at the university, I said to them, one of the things that we're going to learn how to do in this next year is we're going to make sure that you know how to make yourself be the one to get picked from the cattle call, the Zoom cattle call next year when, you know, companies or Broadway shows or commercials don't want to rent a studio they're going to they're going to have people submit they're going to be on zoom because it's not going to cost them anything you've got to figure out a way to make sure you're the one that gets the call back so it's practice it really is practice i think mm -hmm. and i think too having um a timeline is good like for me, I like to have, if I have an audition coming up, I like to have everything ready at least a month before. I like to be in a position where I can run things. You know, it won't be perfect, but I want to be able to run all my repertoire, everything I have to do a month before. So it's like I, and as soon as I like submit in my application for something, I start practicing that same day. You know, if you think, oh, I have like three months, three months isn't that long. You know, you need to be preparing way, way, way in advance to make sure that you walk in knowing that you're the most prepared person in the room. You're really good about that. Sam is so good. He's always practicing. He's taking lessons. You And you've managed to do all of that over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, it's like addicting, though. You know, once you... Uh, I just like getting better. And when you practice, it's you just have to go in just for this goal of, I want to play better, you know, I want to master this and, you know, you'll never master it, but you know, you get up every day trying. <laughs> That's what's important. The other thing too, is make sure that you are using your connections. Like those of you that are mm -hmm. convention dance, dance kids, like make sure that, you know, if you have, for example, I wrote a letter of recommendation for a student for another university because I've known her her whole life in the convention world and in the studio world. And even though it's not for our university, you know, she came to me and she said, I want to audition for this university. Would you please, you know, write a letter for the common app? And, and I said, absolutely. That, and I know the person who runs the department and I haven't actually talked to the person who runs the department, but I've left two voicemails, you know, those things help too. that, you know, your name, like, I'm hoping that her name is in the back of the person, the chairman's name head. And, you know, when her Zoom materials come up, she's going to go, wait a minute, I know that name. Oh, right. Judy Rice called me about her. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important to um, if you are taking an audition for school, um, if you have the means, you know, try and set up 
trial lessons or meetings with the faculty beforehand? I know in this in the music world, like you know, before you audition somewhere, you usually will take a lesson with the person at the school you're auditioning for, because it's much easier for somebody if you walk into the room and you have seen the person before. You know, they're gonna pick you over the person that you know. Wow, this person plays really great, but I have no idea who they are, and they we only meet for twenty minutes in the audition. And it's a higher risk to take somebody that you've never met before. Um, right. And, and, and we do that at the University of Michigan. We have campus visits and we've done them even mm -hmm. over Zoom. And, uh, you know, um, prospective students can come in. You know, we arrange it with our um, admin and she sets up that they take a modern class and a, a ballet class and you know, if there's a rehearsal to watch that day, they can watch the rehearsal. If there's a performance, they can see the performance. Come and get to know and get a feel for the school as well and get to know the faculty. And and there was one auditionee on Friday, super smart, literally right at the interview. First thing she said was, "Good, nice to see you again, Judy. And she was making a point of making sure, letting me know, like, no, I, I and I already knew. I, I already knew. I really did. I was ahead of the, I was ahead of the eight ball on that one. I knew. Um, but it very smart, very smart. Like it shows initiative. It's a good thing. Yeah. I just had an idea that we should do an episode on networking at some point, because I think, um, a lot of like young people that I know that I went to school with, it's kind of a tricky thing. I think in the digital age, people kind of think, oh, they're my friend on Facebook. Oh, they're, I'm connected on LinkedIn. But just because you have them on like a spreadsheet online doesn't mean that it's a connection that, you know, meant, means a lot. You right. Know, connections are something you have to, that take work, you know, with any relationship, any friendship, there's a time commitment, there's like an emotional commitment. Um, and you have to want to make connections because you want to make them, not because you think it will advance your career. You know, people can smell that a mile away if you're just kind of like, you know, trying to get close to them to get an opportunity. You have to go in thinking, I just want to like meet these people because I, I want to do it, not because they can help me or they right. can do something for me. But I think too, you know, there's something to be said for as teachers, we all, we always want to work with people who want it. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny, you know, going back to one of the previous episodes, when I talked about, when I read that article about Mr. Joffrey, you know, year, a couple of years later, he came to the National Valley School of Canada. He was a part of a panel. There was an international dance panel or, and um, he was a part of it. And I made sure that I got in his eyesight. And I remember like being near him and, and looking at him and, and he, he looked me in the eye and I looked at him and I went, hello. And I, I kept looking at him and I was a little bit of a stalker and I was like staring at him and like walking away. And, and then I think I was going to the restroom or something. And then when I came back, I caught his eye again. I was like, Hi, but, but the thing was when I auditioned, <laughs> he remembered that little stalker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Our, our biggest piece of advice is stalk your idols. Don't let them out of your sight. <laughs> I, we mean this in the most positive way possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I guess what we're saying is make an impression. Yeah. Show up at their house. In a good way. Yeah, call their yeah. landline, you know, get their phone number, you know, really make yourself valuable. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, but he 
did. He knew who I was when I auditioned. Like he actually kind of looked at me like, who are you? And I was like, National Ballet School of Canada, International Dance Weekend or whatever. And he's like, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, there's there's no such thing as bad press, I guess. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Be, be, be smart about it. Okay. All, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, make yourself be seen, put yourself forward, be really careful about how your footage looks. Also have people who you respect, look at it mm-hmm. and be willing to accept, you know, their critiques and be willing to go reshoot. Super important. Can't yeah. tell you how many people I showed, um, when I did my CD company and we had to build the tray card. Well, I, I've never built a tray card ever before. And, you know, I did it with this graphic designer and he was super great. And, but, you know, I, I showed it to countless people. I can't even tell you, can you look at this? And is there anything that you see that, that, that doesn't work for you? Or is there anything you see, you can see that I'm, I'm missing and countless people submitted it for print, stood up in the morning, six weeks later and went, <gasps> I forgot to number the tracks. And then I went, oh, they'll do that. No, they don't. They mm. don't change anything. And and of course, we had sent out a, you know, what can we do better card, you know, a, and it was pre-postage, you know, and send it back. We just kept getting card after card. Number your tracks, number your tracks. And the thing is, it didn't even occur to me that the tracks weren't numbered because I had been with the album for so long that... Mm-hmm. Fondue was track number nine. Plie was track number two. Yeah. Petit Allegro was track number eighteen. Like yeah, it's super it. easy. Yeah, yeah. When you're so committed, you know, when it's your whole life, you know, sometimes it's surprising the kind of blind spots that you you have when it's your baby, you know? <laughs> it, that's so true. That's so true. So get it in front of people that you trust and, and people that you know that will, you know, be positive with you, but but also help you make it better. Yeah. It's important to find those people that will be honest. You know, you don't want people to just to gas you up the whole time. You know, you need to, you, when it's when it's important like this, you need people that will tell you, you know, oh, this didn't look so good. Or, oh, like, why don't you try this? Instead of, you know, just giving telling you everything you want to hear. Yeah. One other thing I would say, too, is, you know, as you're auditioning for schools or companies or um, you know I know that there was one point where I was brought in to be for for an interview to be the director of a school well I made sure that I did my research on who was on the faculty and who was the director and what were their careers so that when I got into the room I knew who I was talking to and and it's a good thing that I did because I think I think I was, well, no, I don't think, I know I was the dark horse of that particular search. And there were people that were on that, on the interviewing board that were not happy that I had been brought in. And there was, there was, the interviewing process felt almost antagonistic. Mm. Well, what do you know about us? And I knew about them. So be prepared. So when you go into audition for schools, know the school you're auditioning for, know really what, their program is about and know, know the faculty, know, you know, why is it that you want to come to that particular school and study with that particular faculty? What is that going to do for you in terms of what you want to do for your future? Mm -hmm. Be clear. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think we covered a lot. Should we wrap it up? I think that sounds great. Perfect. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back again next week, same time, same place. Thanks, everyone. Bye.